rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 o'clock a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's Monday, the 10th of July. Um, it feels really nice outside. It's a nice, beautiful, sunny, uh, really pretty day out there today. Uh, the weather is really nice. And not only that, um, today's temperature will be 89 degrees. Actually, I put that. You guys want the weather... Oh, what the heck? I'll give you the weather right now, actually. Uh, here's the temps today, ladies and gentlemen. 89 degrees is going to be the daytime high, nighttime high of 70 degrees. Uh, tonight, we got overnight rain um, potential north of I-88. And there's the temps for the rest of the week. 88 tomorrow, 82 Wednesday, 84 on Thursday and Friday. So 80s and rainy. So that means it'll be humid. Uh, pretty sure. It'll be humid. It feels like it'll be humid. It sounds like it'll be humid. Anytime you have that kind of um, uh, weather and pattern, you know, you're sure to get a little bit of humidity there. Time is 801. Uh, Friday night, though, if you go all the way to the end of the week, so the chance of rain starts in the daytime and then goes into Friday night, 68 degrees, the nighttime high on Friday. So, I mean, take a look, man. It starts tonight and goes all the way until Friday night. Rain, rain, rain in our forecast. Becky Hoff is here. Good morning to you, Becky. Uh, so we have uh, we had a scheduled interview today, uh, but we haven't met our our guest yet. Um, we had a little bit of a internet issue at our other place this morning, our other studio this morning. So we had to scramble and move around and things like that. And I don't know if we got our person squared away. Brett is doing his thing. He's out there in the streets right now trying to find our guest. Juan Cayetano is here. Good morning to you. If we do not find our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, then what we're going to do is a half hour of power for you guys to let you know what's happening in and around the city of Aurora. A lot of good things happened over the weekend, though. I can tell you that um, there was a lot of cool stuff that went on. The farmer's market happened on Saturday, um, and that was really a nice thing to see. What I like about the farmer's market, and what rather what I have been liking about the farmer's market is that, A, the headcount is definitely growing. B, more people are going out there taking pictures, taking social media. That's positive. Uh, but C, all of the vendors are doing very well too. So, you know, a couple of times I see people, uh, you know, I kind of pass by early, go a little bit later. Their wares are down. They've been selling stuff all day. So congratulations to all the businesses who are out there. So our friends of the Woodcrafters there on Saturday as well. Saw them twice during Saturday. Uh, saw them at the farmer's market. And then I saw them... Um, I saw them at the uh, Frida Kahlo celebration, which took place at the Fox Valley Mall. That was a really good event, you guys. Uh, it was really cool to see. A lot of people were out there for that event. Uh, it was by JCPenney. It was off on the side where those new apartments are that are built. Um, it was cool, man. Saw a lot. The food was good. Um, a lot of good people out there. Buenos Dias Aurora was definitely in the house. Karina was doing her thing, doing some interviews. Uh, so thank you to everybody who came over there and showed out and supported Jose Torres. Uh, and Angie Garcia, dear friends of ours, times 804. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you. Hold on, we got a call. Let's take a call here. Let's see what we got. Hold on a second, y'all. Hello, it's Curtis. Hey, Curtis. <clears throat> How are you, Donna? Good, good. <clears throat> I'm sorry, there was a mix up. Did Kristen call you? No, actually, uh, she didn't call me. Um, I had uh, been calling her and sending a couple of messages. We had an internet problem at our uh, old studio over there. So I updated the calendar quick. I think we skaboomed it. You know what I mean? Hello? So, Where are you? Well, I came back to the library because I was uh, 
I was supposed to meet Kristen here at seven thirty, but it turns out I was in the parking lot of the library. Ah, uh, she must have been in front of the library. Okay. Um, um, our our staff member Brett, he's a really great young man. He's got a, a t shirt on. He's driving around in a black car. I sent him out there to take a look for you too to drive around. Oh, because uh, this is fun. So you're on River Street, right? Yes, ma'am. We're at seven twelve South River Street. We're okay, actually it's so it's very yeah. It's it's just I mean it's two minutes down the street from there, actually. Well, Kristen said she came and knocked on the door and no one answered. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so now I'm at River Street and Benton, so I make a left or right. River and Benton make a left. Yep. Yes, because the coffee shop is on your left, right there. Yeah, you'll keep going down. How you feeling this morning? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find the. Uh... I can okay. dig it. So when so you I so what, yeah so as you come down. Um, as you come down River Street, you'll just keep going down. You go through, you know, a light. I think you go through like one light, and we'll be on your left hand side. It's, you're going to go okay. under a bridge, and it's going to be on your left hand side. As soon as you come from underneath the bridge, you'll see us on the left hand side, right there, seven twelve South River Street. The sign will say the Aurora Financial Empowerment Center. Okay. Aisha Saxon, good morning to you. All right. I got the numbers too, Donna. Good. Yeah. Well, yep, I just yep. thought, you know, we need stuff to kind of talk about. Yeah. Absolutely. Donna, you're on the air. How you feeling? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Donna Beasley from the Wabonzi, uh excuse me, Women's Business Development Center. Correct. All right. All right. This is cool. Taking calls live on the air. You're the first. <laughs> it's the second time this has happened. I like this. You know, Donna, a brother could get used to this. <laughs> well, so you'll be pulling in pretty soon here. All right. What I do you know. see? It seems pretty. Uh, I'm at New York Street now. New York Street. Yeah. I think I think you took a left. You I, told you, me to take. I a think left. you took a. Well, I think you took a right if you went to New York Street. Okay. So you you see New York and River. What's on your right hand side? All right, so I'm turning around because I don't think that I'm in. Oh, crap, and I went down. A, not good. Hold on. Did you go down a one-way? I did. Oh, no. I did. Yeah, turn around so, from that one-way. Uh, it's a lot of traffic, so I have to wait to make my escape. Okay. Donna, I don't want to get you in trouble driving and 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 talk on the phone. Can, uh, can you make that left or uh, t- make that yeah, turn around? I'm making that yeah. left right now. Okay. And uh, headed back. All right, coming down coming river. Back on River Street, headed towards you, hopefully. Yes. Yeah, keep coming down river. And actually, I'm going to uh, hang on a second. Brett, can you direct Miss Beasley here, please? Thank you, young man. Yes, she's on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our guest, uh, Donna Beasley. She will be here momentarily. Uh, So she's driving in, uh, taking a a wrong way down the one way, but that's all right. That happens every now and then in life. The time is 8.08 a.m. This is just the kind of morning that I like to have on a Monday. So Donna is with the Women's Business Development Center. We have facts and figures to talk about. We're going to be talking about government contracts today when she comes. But you know what? I think this is a great time to go to a miscellaneous commercial while we wait for Donna Beasley. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, coming up very soon, very, 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 very soon, uh, this Saturday actually is going to be the It's Fit Time uh, Wellness Concert Series in partnership with the Aurora African-American Health Coalition. And it's sponsored by Mind and Body Chiropractic and Leave Me Be Pest Control, Inc. Um, It's going to be at the Wilder Park Promenade, River Street, um, where it's uh, dead ends down there, where the bridge is. So you'll see the bridge, go across it, and uh, that's where it'll be at 8.30 a.m. to noon. And then, um, you know, 
go out there, get your wellness on, get your fitness on, and please have a good time with that. It's Fit Time is a fantastic organization. Yvonne Dunn is a great, um, great person, great friend of the show. So please, um, if you can, please support that. We would really appreciate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the next piece of news that we have for you guys. Mutual Ground Summer Camps. Uh, so the summer camps start again tomorrow. So from the 11th through the 13th. And then the last session for these summer camps will be August 8th through the 10th, 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Mutual Grounds located at 418 Oak Avenue here in Aurora. And uh, many great activities, martial arts, exploring reptiles, story time, arts and crafts, and outdoor games as well. Um, contact Kim Allen for registration. Her number and her email address are right there on the flyer, 630-320-3316 is that number. Once again, uh, 630-320-3316. All right. And then last but not least give you guys some of the uh, now hiring news from our friends of the neighbor project. Uh, they are looking for a Vista community engagement coordinator through AmeriCorps. The uh, start date is the 31th, excuse me, the 31th. Oh my God. Don't lie. Y'all said that before, right? The 31th. Maybe we should start using that. The 31st of this month is the start date End date is uh going to be next year on the 30th one year position you have to be an americorps member vista member uh to join and uh yeah it's going to be really good so please join the team we're going to be having a good time with that norma peterson i would sip it up i don't have any coffee with me at the moment daniel calderon good morning to you valerie Trainum, good morning to you and norma peterson is here good morning to all of you great people as well uh the time is 8 11 a.m you're listening to and watching good morning aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast we're gonna see what we can do about getting our uh guest here brett's walking her through I think Brett's guiding her down on the phone right now so we will get her here momentarily while we're doing that, though, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened this weekend. So yesterday, no, excuse me, Saturday, um, Brett did his very first interview and that was cool, right? He did his own interview. I had nothing to do with it. He wrote the questions. He sourced the guest. I just worked the camera for him. Uh, and it was really good. It really felt good to to give him, you know, to give Brett his own shine, to let him do his own interview. And then I thought about it. You know what? Maybe because I liked it so much, I think maybe like I'll start just producing the show and have like other people do the show. You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe Nora Peterson wants to come here one day and she can interview somebody. You know, I, I don't know. I think maybe that could be like a cool contest, right? Like a guest guest host for the day. What do you guys think about that? Would you guys be interested in being a guest host on the show one morning? You could find and source your own guests, see who you want to, you know, bring your own people. Um, I don't know. We'll think about that. Daniel Barrero is here. Good morning to you, Dan. Happy Monday to you as well, dear sir. Uh, the time is uh, 8.13 a.m. Yes, that would be nice. Daniel called the wrong. Yeah, man. I think that that would be cool. That would be pretty cool, man. Because I, I thought about it. It made me feel good. I was like, yo, this is pretty cool. And actually, I could focus on just like producing the content and everything. Um, so I think we I think we might do that. I think we might make a um, a contest out of that. Got some ideas. Ran it through with Brett. So, yeah, we'll see what we come up with. Daniel called wrong. Maybe you could be a winner. You know, and then we can. We can have some fun with that, man. That'd be really cool. Fundraiser for GMA. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of which, a couple of ideas. I think we may have a, a costume party for Halloween. What do you guys think about that? Do y'all want to see? You? Oh, you like that. You like that. So I think we might do that. I was thinking uh, a GMA costume party Halloween event would be um, kind of cool. I know we're getting into the fall with that. Please, that's not rush that quick but you know you got to think ahead man so i'm thinking about that but if if we could do that i think that could be something that could be really positive i think it could be really helpful too so if that does happen if we do get the opportunity to do that you guys will definitely know um uh you guys would be the the first to know and good costumes cool costumes too um all right the time is eight 
14 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Dan Calderon says different point of view. And Saul Olivas is here. He says, good morning, everyone. Good morning to you, Saul. Hope that you're doing well, my man. Hope that you are doing well. Did we find Donna Beasley, Brett? All right. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. All right. So um, I hope that you guys are ready. Our guest has arrived. So we're going to be talking to uh, Donna Beasley from the Women's Business Development Center. Um, for the moment, what I'm going to do is we're going to go to a quick brief miscellaneous commercial and then I'm going to come right back in. Brett, could you do your boy a favor? Brett, would you make me, you know what? I don't want y'all to hear me say this. Brett, could you get a brother a cup of coffee, man, and a water? Thank you very much. Donna, hello there. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We are here with our guest, Donna Beasley. She has arrived. Women's Business Development Center. I always get the W mix, 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 uh, mixed right. up. Right. With I, the, with uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am actually with the uh, Apex Accelerator at the WBDC. Apex Accelerator at the WBDC. Okay. Absolutely. And what we do is really help train entrepreneurs who are interested in doing business with the government. That's very helpful work. Uh, the thing that I like about it too, is that it seems like you guys make government contracting and work easy for people. <laughs> like you break it down for people, which we they do need. break it down. We make it easy to understand, but by, you know, it's not, we always say it's not hard, but it's doable. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I have some, I got some numbers here. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. Fiscal year twenty two had twenty three contracts or two million one hundred fifty seven thousand two hundred fifteen dollars awarded to businesses located in DuPage and Kane counties. Yeah, I wanted to uh, break it down because a lot of times people, when they think about government contracting, it seems insurmountable. Right. Okay, but you know clearly people in our state are doing it. So those are the statistics. Just you know for this area. But, you know, the uh, triple that when you're talking about, you know, statewide. Right. So it is I wanted to share those because I want people to know that entrepreneurs are doing this every day. They're doing business with the government. And so you can, too. Right. Now, tell us about the Illinois Apex Accelerator and its history. OK, so uh, actually, our name just changed. So for so you know, many things on a Monday, I know, right? Right. <laughs> We've been uh, called PTACs, uh, Procurement Technical Assistance Centers, P-tax. for decades, really. And uh, but we were recently uh, taken over in terms of uh, management by the Department of Defense. Really? And they changed our name to Apex Accelerator, and it it kind of stands for the fact that. Our goal is to take your business to the apex of success. Hence the name, right? Hence the name. And so the name, you'll be seeing, um, you know, more marketing and advertising because literally it's just happened this year. So you're going to see more marketing and advertising coming through in the weeks and months ahead as we make that transition from being called a PTAC to Apex Accelerator. But we still are providing that great service. And there's um, nine PTACs throughout the state of Illinois. Okay. 97 in the whole country. Nine in the state of Illinois, 97 in the whole country. Yes. Okay. Now, how long have you been uh, part of the uh, Illinois Apex? So I've been with the government contracting at the WBDC. This is my fourth year. Wow. Okay. All right. Very cool. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Um, So how can... 
for the for the people who do want to know, for those entrepreneurs and the people who are you know just getting their feet in business, uh, when it comes to government contracting, what's the what is the like number one thing that most people you know I, I guess misconception besides the fact that maybe I can't do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, two things I always tell people when they're getting started out. One of the most important things that you have to determine in government contracting is who buys what you sell. The government is vast. They buy, you know, almost everything. But not everybody buys everything. So you've got to understand who your potential client is and whether that client is the city, the county, the state, or the federal government. Uh, And then where within that is, you know, where you can fit in, you know, where you can succeed because you want to go after those opportunities where you are good at right, something, you right. know, that you have a track record of success. And, uh, you know, the beautiful thing about the government that is, I think, one of the best things is mm-hmm. called forecasting. Forecasting, right. Yes. Yep. The government is the only organizations that tell you in advance what they want to buy. Right. So, you know, it's always easier to sell somebody something you know they already want to buy. Exactly. When you know what they're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, almost all government agencies these days, uh, it's almost mandated at the federal level. But even here in the city, the counties and the states, they tell you what they're looking for. So you can look ahead right now for third quarter, fourth quarter and 2024. Okay. And see what, uh, you know, the state is interested in, in buying. So it's a, in my opinion, also an unprecedented opportunity, uh, which we can talk about as well in terms of government contracting uh, here in Illinois. Two big factors. Okay. First, the rebuild Illinois money, billions yes. of dollars coming into our state to rebuild Illinois. The second thing is the infrastructure bill, more billions coming right. into our state. ARPA? Uh, was it? Oh, no, that was something separate. That's separate. separate. Okay, yep. okay. Yep, uh, Pritzker, Governor Pritzker just recently announced more money coming in for uh, Rebuild Illinois. So it is, uh, I think, never been a better time to pursue government contracting, particularly at the city, county, state level. Right. Um, so what kind of, uh, can you give us a preview of, of like, like a couple of, things, two or three things the government's really pushing right now or really seeking right now? Well, construction is always big because, you know, rebuild Illinois means, you know, you need new bridges, you need new roads, you need new, you know, uh, so you've got um, dollars that are coming in for these things. So people who do, you know, general contracting work, people who do road work, people who do, um, you know, but there's other things like uh, stations for electric cars. Really? Yeah, so there's going to be a, a lot of new stations built throughout the state for electric, mm-hmm. uh, you know, recharging stations. So, that, you know, that's another thing people don't think about. Um, there's, you know, power, other areas in terms of power that uh, people can take a look at. And then you can look at those things that are going on in, you know, at the local level, like the red line with CTA. The red line, they're building the red line, extending the red line. Uh, and it's one of CTA's big projects, a five-year project. Right. And the reason I say, though, Curtis, why it's unprecedented, because the government is going out of their way to take some of these bigger contracts that would not normally be accessible to small businesses and breaking them down into smaller chunks right. so that they can work on these projects. And so whether that project is, you know, uh you know, with the tollway or it is with the, uh, like I said, CTA red line. The airport is another example of where they're in a five-year program, a uh, contract mm-hmm. to re- rebuild um, Terminal 5. And they've broken a lot of these contracts down. And so it's uh, uh, they're really trying to engage small business and bring them in. And this is also true at the federal level. Okay. So when you think about uh, they've come up with different programs to help small businesses interact and become part of the government system. Right. You know, they want you to compete for these contracts. There seems to be a push and, you know, I'm a novice in the field, but it seems to be a push in the last uh, 
perhaps five years. I think it's, I feel like it started before the pandemic to make contracts more accessible, accessible, excuse me, to the small business, but also to women, people of color, and those who've generally been out of the loop, so to speak. Is that the case? Yep, yep, that is definitely the case, I, I think, of in, in small businesses overall. Uh, and one of the ways that you can access those opportunities is by being certified. Right. And so uh, one of the hardest things, I think, in uh, government contracting is understanding the certifications because they, they may all be called WBE or Women's Business Enterprise or Minority Business Enterprise. It does get tricky, Donna. Right. But they're different <laughs> All these ones. acronyms. Yes. And they're different ones. And so there's the WBE and MBE for corporate and private sector. Ah. But those are not the ones that are used by the government. Right. And then the city has one. The county has one. The state has one. Uh, so, you know, they, you know, depending on who your client or potential customer is determines which certification you need. And I always say you want to start with the one because you can get more than one, but you want to start with the one you think you're going to use first. Start with the one you think you're going to use first. Right. So if you think the city is going to be your, your potential client, you know, go that route. If you think it's the county and the, the county is the county marketplace. So when you get approved, for example, to get certified by the county, it's good in six counties. Really? Yes. Wow. Good to know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, particularly like for, for the Aurora area, the county certification may be the way to go, but you can do business with the, not only the, the counties, the six counties, but the counties are also, um, the county and the city of Chicago have a reciprocal agreement. So you don't need both. So you if you get the both. county, okay. it's accepted by the city of Chicago uh, and vice versa. So it is a, um, you know, it's it's a good certification, I think, for the rural area to get the county certification uh, because you can do business, you know, you know, in all six counties. Right. And, and, uh, and for for the Aurora, uh, our Aurora listeners and viewers and everything, you know, we're in four counties, Will, DuPage, Kendall, and Kane. Perfect then, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the more the better. The yeah. more the better. The more you know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you're just tuning in, our guest today is Donna Beasley of the Illinois Apex Accelerator. Director. Director of the Accelerator. At WBDC. At WBDC. Right. Now, I know what you're thinking. You didn't heard me say WBDC in many ways. Well, Bonzi, best... Now we just got the actual right, facts. Right. It's the Women's Business Development Center, the Illinois Apex at the Women's Business Development Center. Right. So I'm curious. Um, it seems like the best thing for a person to do would be to have their business plan. And at that business plan level, once creating the business plan, that seems like the place to start identifying where you want to or what contracts you want to really go for is that it i mean i know the, the center can help with that and, mm -hmm. and guide folks too right right well the, the thing about government contracting is not necessarily where you start okay okay i always think think of it as the uh, what i call the short game and the long game right i know uh, yeah yeah the yep. short game is whatever you need to do to grow your business in the next 90 days okay yeah. <laughs> so if, if you got to put food on the table and gas in the trunks and and you know, you've got to go after maybe getting that, you know, private sector contract or that corporate contract. Absolutely. And then you're going to use those contracts to catapult yourself into government contracting. Because government contracting is what I call the long game. Right. You know, the chances of you getting that first contract in, in 90 days is very slim. Right. You know, it's generally a longer process. It's, an, you know, an RFP process. It's a competitive process. Yep. So you could go six to 12 to 18 months before you even find one that's perfect for you. Right. Okay. So and then you got to compete for it because usually these contracts are, are open. Uh, so, you know, it's it's important to know that. um you want to get ready to do business with the government. You have to have capacity. Hmm. And when I say capacity, I'm talking capacity in three areas. You need a capacity of team. You need to, government doesn't like to do business with one person companies. No. Okay. Because right. if something happens to you, they can't get their, their project finished. Uh, 
So you need a capacity of teams. So it doesn't necessarily have to be employees. It could be independent contractors that you're working with, subcontractors, uh, if you happen to be the prime. But you have to have the staff to do the job, the capacity. The second area of capacity that you have to have is experience because, you know, these are our tax dollars at work. And so, you know, they're not, you know, you can't be a startup having never done it and then expect to get a government contract. Yeah, first time paving the road, I (laughs) may say no. (laughs) Right, right. First time building a bridge, probably not, right? I watched a couple YouTube videos. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so you got to, that's why I say, what are you good at? You know, what do you have experience in? What can you demonstrate success in? Okay, that is, you know, when you want to start going into government contracting. When you have a track record of success in some area that, you know, the government is interested in buying. Right, right. And um, I I do feel like you would be the, if, if anybody had any gray area, they're definitely going to come to Donna Beasley and ask that question. Like, hey, can I put, did they pull you to the side and ask you that and for that reassurance? I feel more confident just talking to you yeah. now when I look at the legalese and start reading contracts and things like that. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's a process, and that's really what APEC accelerators do. That's what we do. We help you uh, walk through those uh, RFPs if you don't understand them. Mm-hmm. You know, we help you do the research to, you know, to find who buys what you sell? I'm curious. How did accelerators come about? What's the, so so? What's the history of the accelerator? Well, like I said, it's a brand new name. It's okay, literally just started. So, but that's the name change you were right. mentioning. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. But overall, it's accelerators as a term in in entrepreneurship these days is very popular, and it is a uh, a way for people to accelerate their success by taking advantage of the mentoring, the opportunities. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, WBDC having, you know, other areas. You know, we're also a small business development center. Yes. So you've got those opportunities where if you need to get your business plan together or if you need to uh, access to capital, you know, we have a very strong access to capital team. And, you know, when you start getting into uh, government contracts, you know, you may actually need some, you know, money to help you get through that because financial is the third area of capacity. Right. Remember I said it was three areas. Yes, there's ma'am. teams, there's the it's experience. The other one is finance. Right. Because you actually have to do the work, deliver the job before you get paid by the government. Right. And then that could take 30 to 90 days. So you have to have the capacity to pay your people, to buy the materials, to do you know, all the things that, that need to be done. And so sometimes that means you'll need a line of credit or you'll need, um, you know, uh, be able to borrow against whatever the contract is in terms right. of, you know, purchase order. Right. Uh, and so we have a very strong access to capital team. We're one of the few uh, agencies that actually, you know, loan money. It's a very important distinction to make. I'm glad you brought that up too, because I think a lot of people, when they see the ability to do government contracting or get a government contract, keep in mind, you'll be reimbursed. You are reimbursed. So you, right. you will need to have your finances in order. Yes. Um, to be able to get the job done. The, the city of Aurora had a doing business with the city couple of sessions mm-hmm. and they went through their vendor process and you know competing and, and things like that it was really eye-opening yes. it was eye-opening there is a lot to it yes there is there's a lot to it you know and you you have to be persistent in government contracting it's one of it's not one of those things one and done you know you know people who succeed in landing government contracts are persistent and, you know, sometimes you have to do, you know, I tell the story of two, I have two clients, both successful. So, so the first one got successful. They applied for 100, 100 RFPs in a year. Mm. Got turned down 99 times. But the 100th time, the contract was so big that it made up for all the rest. Hey. Won't okay. he do it? <laughs> right. Okay. The other one is um, one of our our, our clients, uh, Gigi Tonier. Uh, she is a fitness uh, expert. And when you think about the government, you think, why would the government be hiring, you know, a fitness expert? The military. You know, she just happened to see a open request for a 
from the fo- from the uh, county forest preserves mm-hmm. an open request on what to do in the forest preserve during COVID because they couldn't do their regular programming. Right. Okay. Right. And she came up with an idea of yoga in the woods. Oh, come on now. Okay. I know everybody watching this is like, <laughs> hold on, what's the number? <laughs> so she put together this program for the, the forest preserve that where she conducted yoga, you know, all summer long uh, in the wood. That has turned into a multi-year contract. She's expanded into the Chicago public schools because once you start getting a track record, you can mm-hmm. get more contracts, right? Right. You know, she then went on to work for Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So I'm just saying that, you know, those are two extremes. Right. You know, here's somebody that applied to an open request and was able to land it from the county. Right. And, you know, somebody who tried and tried and tried again, but in the end was still successful. So, you know, you have to be persistent if you really want to do it because the government can provide a fantastic base because most government contracts are multi-year. So if you don't have to worry about you got a three-year contract and don't have to worry about how you're going to pay your rent or how you're going to pay your employees because you got this contract, you're free to go out and get more business, to do more things, and to grow your business. So the government... That's why people want to do business with the government. Right. They're multi-year contracts, and they can even be renewed past that. Yeah, I. Um, so I would, uh, you know, we've got, we've we've got that in our in our mind and future too. It's so like I said, doing the research and sitting down, and that's why I'm so happy to be having this um, interview. So you know, when our our different Kristen is here, good morning to you, Kristen, as well. <laughs> um, Kristen, when she mentioned all of these you know, all the stuff that the business center does and, you know, scheduling interviews with people like yourself. Like when I look at the information, it's daunting to the person who's not familiar with it, government contracting, it's daunting. But the way you explain it makes me feel like, wow, like, okay, it, it can be done. You know, it, it, it can be like, it doesn't seem as hopeless. And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Definitely, and if you know, it's definitely not hopeless. Right. Hopeful is what I is what I would I would, I would call it because, like I said, that right now there's just such an unprecedented opportunity mm-hmm. for um, you know to do work. And you're right, uh, small businesses, woman-owned, minority-owned, veteran-owned businesses, uh, the government at every level is going out of its way to try to find a way for you to work with them. You know, it's just, just never been a better time in my opinion to pursue government contract. Now, and you know, it's, if you can find your niche, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's worth it. Go for it. There you go. There you go. My dad told me when I was a, a very small child, he said, you have a face for radio. Oh, and I didn't know what that meant at the time, but you have I've a learned. voice for radio. too. <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are just tuning in, our guest today is Donna Beasley. Good morning to everybody. Janice Collins. A lot of business, a lot of our, our uh, viewers, fans and supporters are business owners. Janice Collins owns uh, Bulldog Nutrition in Batavia. I see Matthew Rainey's in the chat. Rent a chef. Um, he and his wife, uh, chef team husband mm-hmm. and wife chef team uh norma peterson does history becky hoff i don't know what you do becky hoff i don't think we ever hung out before Betty petesh weaver juan cayetano the woodworker so a lot of these people are their uh our businesses mm-hmm. and and uh, or represent businesses and this is good information for them uh to get where can people what are the websites GovSpend is one i'm familiar with right um the website was rather long to pull it up and i didn't want to do all that but where can people where are the government contracting websites to look at to start taking a look at what's what the government's looking for? Okay, so one of the things that I mentioned before is, you know, looking at forecasting. Forecasting, right. So the government actually re- has actual forecasting tools you can use. You mean like the weather? Because we're doing the weather now. Too. Right. <laughs> 89 degrees today, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, the state of Illinois just released its third quarter buying plan, the forecast tool, just last week. So, you know, you can look on, uh, you know, you could reach out to them on their website Mm -hmm. or you can 
you know, do that. Uh, the combined Chicago, multiple counties, as well as the state, they're, uh, it's called the combined buying plan. Combined buying plan. Okay. Right. It's, uh, you can get that on the Chicago procurement site. And it also came out, the new one came out last week in preparation for uh, the vendor symposium this July 13th. That's this week, Thursday. Okay. And it's going to be at Malcolm X College. There's going to be literally probably over 100 vendors there. Right. But almost all the departments from the city, several from the county, a few from the state are going to be there. So if you're an entrepreneur and you are interested in doing business with the government, uh, this is one you wouldn't want to miss because it's rare that you can network with these people. There'll be even prime contractors there if you're looking to be a subcontractor. Right. And to actually go and meet and talk to people, and almost all of those tables will have their forecasting sheet on the table. Okay. Okay. They may not have them so you can, they can pass them out because it's a lot of people. So take your phone, make a picture. Right. There you of go. Anybody, you know, <laughs> of anybody that you'd like to you know, talk to later. Right. Uh, a couple more of the uh, statistics that we have. The time is 840. Um, uh, a couple more of the numbers, uh, fiscal year 20 to 22, uh, that three-year period had 90 contracts worth 16730395 businesses, excuse me, dollars awarded to businesses located in DuPage and Kane counties. DuPage has 69 contracts worth $8,970,000, uh, $970,793, excuse me, and Kane County had 21 contracts worth $7,759,602. Money is there for folks. I hope that inspires people to know that you, too, can compete for these contracts. They're not, you know, uh, they're competing and, and going after open contracts just like your business can right. as well. Right. Yep. So whether you're a woodworker that you say or or, or a chef, mm -hmm. you know it's a you know you you're still looking for you know who buys what you sell. You know, for example, there was um, a contract recently in the state of Illinois for uh, caterers for the uh, some of the military bases mm -hmm. in the state. You know, and so that could be an opportunity. You know, and then we talked about rebuild Illinois. Surely there's some work there for woodworkers. You Absolutely. Know, I would, you know, I, I would think. So you know, just you know, the the key is, you know, looking at it that way. You know, that okay, if the government buys just about everything, chances are pretty good that some one of these agencies buys what I sell. Yeah, I remember uh, that reminds me, like when I was in, uh, you know, I'm a Navy vet, so different places. The 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 civilians, the contractors were civilians. Yes. People from just, right? Like, hey, my name is Bill. He's not in the military. He's just some dude. Yeah. Yeah. But he probably was an entrepreneur. Squared away. Yes, yes of course. Yes, he was yeah. an entrepreneur that, got, that right. got the contract. Because, I'm glad you brought that up. Because the military likes to do business with people that are around the base. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, so in, yep. our, in our state, you got Scott Air Force Base and you got the Rock Island Arsenal. So if you live around that within a 25 mile range of those institutions, right. then they are likely to be interested in doing business with you because the military has a buy local policy throughout the country. That's right. All right. Come on now, y'all. Where else can you get information like this? Only on <laughs> Good Morning Aurora. That's why you tuned in. That's why you tuned in. It's so smart. Uh Cosmo Vizcara, good morning to you. And uh, Nora Peterson, Trace Duran's the history expert, and Nora Peterson says that she too, Donna, could not find us when she first came. That was a long time ago, though. We, yeah, we've since, yeah. We that was a uh, that was many moons ago, Norma. That was a good episode though too, yeah. as well. Um, next uh, next piece of um, uh, information here: five year period, fiscal year eighteen through twenty twenty two. At 376 contracts worth $5,029,853,841 awarded to businesses located in DuPage and Kane counties. Wow. That is amazing. That's that right. Is so that's amazing. So entrepreneurs are doing it here. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, how can people get in contact with you? Well, uh, you know, you can always get in contact with us through our website at the. Okay. Uh, the, the wbdc.org 
And uh, you can always reach out to, you know, you could call us and schedule an appointment. We do one-on-one counseling. We have an office here in Aurora. Okay. And, uh, so, you know, I would start there with the uh, WBDC office in Aurora. And you're located in Chicago? Yes, I am. Okay. All right. right. Um, the businesses that you, the, the people that you come across, um, you know, that, that you help, you mentioned the client that you have. How many people do you meet that are novices? A lot. First, and, or, and, you know, squared away. What's that ratio like? A lot of people are I novices. Would, I would say in the past year since COVID, mm-hmm. well, I've actually been involved in government contracting through all the COVID years. Okay. Okay. So if you put that into perspective, then you have to understand that most people, businesses were closed. Uh, you, you, people were, uh, you know, trying to survive. Right. Okay. And so people had to switch. They had to switch their thinking. And mm-hmm. many of them went into entrepreneurship. And many businesses that maybe were brick and mortar and now closed had to look at, well, what else can I do? Right. And they looked to the government. And so because of that, I would say that our ratio, our, you know, ratio of people just getting into government contracting, which was probably 70% of. I would say rookies. Right. And 30%, you know. So now that we're on the other side of COVID, you know, mm-hmm. I would say it's getting to be more, uh, you know, 50-50 right now. But, uh, you know, because it's, it's challenging because people look to the government when they can't get other customers because everything was closed. Right. The government is never closed. Right. Okay. They, but they're, they're buying all year long because they got so much stuff going on. Right. And one of the things I'd like people to think about when it comes to government contracting, I don't want you to think about it as the big government. If you really narrow it down and remember, you're talking about one buyer. You're talking about a buyer that's got a problem. Now, the buyer works for the government, but he's still got a problem. Right. If he, he might need new truck parts. He might need new batteries. He might need to get a, a fleet of Navy professionals from, you know. Uh, good morning, you know, Aurora. Good, good, <laughs> <laughs> well, from Aurora to, right, right. you know. Um, Schiller Park, anywhere. You know, yeah, yeah, anywhere, yeah. across the country. Right. You know, you've got somebody that's got to be moved. In other words, so, but each of these RFPs, have been issued by an individual, not the government per se. Right. So that's why it's important to understand, you know, who buys what you sell. So even though it might be the Navy, mm-hmm. okay, that's, but the the Navy didn't make the request. Right. It's one Navy officer right. in the purchasing department. Who's got that who's problem got, Who's right got there. to find, you know, some, you know. Pencils. It, 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 it could be pencils. It could be trophies for the military school graduates. Yeah, I worked for a guy named Elias Crystal House here in Aurora. Uh, let me change the camera view here in Aurora, and he makes con- he makes uh, trophies for the Navy. There you go. And you know you might not think about that, but see, it, it was one person who mm-hmm. needed trophies. Yep. And so if you think about the government government contracting like that, it personalizes, and you realize that it's. It's not this big monstrosity. I mean, it is, but yes. you know what I mean. <laughs> well, no, you you are you are correct because when you say the government, I immediately think the White House, right? Like Joe Biden's reading it, like right, no. right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, but you're, yeah, yep, exactly. yeah. You don't think about Scale just it one guy, yeah, <laughs> in an office, right? You know, and yeah, his office might be on a U.S. naval base, but it's still one guy in an office exactly. looking for pencils, exactly. You know, yep. Um, tell us again about the event that's taking place this Thursday at Malcolm X College. Okay, so um, the event is the City of Chicago Vendor Symposium. This is the first time they've done it since COVID. Okay. But it's always a big event. And it's uh, the mayor is going to be speaking there uh, in opening remarks. But they have training. This is why I encourage people. They have training, but mostly they're going to have vendors. There's a big vendor area. And the WBDC uh the Apex Accelerator to WBDC will be there. Come by and see me. Okay. And um, we're going to, um, so, yeah, so that's one big event. Another big event, well, you were talking about uh, women-owned businesses. Yes, ma'am. So the uh, WOSB certification, which is federal, women-owned small business is a federal certification. 
Okay. And this year, uh, uh, Challenge Her is doing their annual conference in Chicago. And it's focused on doing business at the federal level for WOSBs. And it is July 27th at the Sheraton on Riverwalk, Sheraton Riverwalk in Chicago. But if you are a WOSB or an aspiring WOSB, and both of these events are free. Okay. Okay. I would encourage you to uh, attend. So the information, the networking, it's it's worth it to you. To it's worth your time. Norma Peterson, y'all heard that? I know you heard it. Good information. Good information. WOSB women own small businesses. Yes, and and that's the certification that is federal. Okay. Yeah. You'll be at that event as well. I will. All right. Awesome. So you you do interviews. You do the work. You and you with the people. Well, yes. That's what it takes, right? That's right. <laughs> well, and we want people to see the, the thing about it is people don't get an opportunity to talk to government contracting people. No, they don't. So we go out into the field because people might be scared to call. And, and men especially. You see here Women's Business Development Center, they think they can't call. Right. But the truth is that uh, the Apex Accelerators throughout the state are all open to uh, training for uh, anybody. Right. Yeah. And Absolutely. that's true of, uh, you know, uh, the WBDC. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Anybody can take advantage of our services. You don't have to be a woman. Yeah. I, uh, when people, cause people have asked, when I ask people, I always tell them like contact, just reach out and talk to them. You know, yes. that definitely they will, you will not be turned away. Right. Um, men. Okay. Time is eight fifty. So what, um, currently right now. So I have a couple of questions, uh, in regards to, government contracting and i think it served me best just to send you an email or maybe make an appointment with you to de- you know go through my right. stuff yeah if you want to go to on a your your particular company yeah then each part you know you should definitely make appointments yep, absolutely. One-on-one advising. um we got a great contract with the with the king county state's attorney's office so king county government and uh i i can only imagine how people feel when they get the government contracts it must feel good because when I got the approval for the, con- I was happy. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like I felt like we on our way. It, yeah. felt, it was a really good feeling. Yes, it is. It, it's an it's an amazing feeling mm-hmm. because you know that you know you did the work, you applied. You know, a lot of people don't get contracts because they never bother to apply for one. Right. You know. Right. Uh, you know, I can't tell you how many WOSBs, for example you know, come to see me. They've been a WOSB for three years and never even once applied for a contract. Right. You know, that makes me crazy. Right. You know, it's like, I want you to get certified and then I want you to use that certification to go after an opportunity. Time is eight fifty two AM. What is it that you love the most about what you do? I would say that I'm a former entrepreneur. So I love inspiring entrepreneurs to go after these government contracts. I love it when they land one, you know, so it's, you know, as you mentioned, I try to break it down. So it's really easy for them to understand. Right. And I like being at this part where it's such a big opportunity for entrepreneurs. You know, this is better. I've been, this is my fourth year, but this is the best year. Right. You know, in terms of opportunity, I think that uh people can take advantage of and so uh you know i just love being able to inspire a company who would not normally even try to realize that they oh man not only should i try i can win right yep um as wayne gretzky said you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take right you might as well you might as well try it Absolutely. And you learn more by trying than you I can ever teach you. Right. <laughs> you know, doing it is always better than talking about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so in this episode, in the description, we'll put the information for the Illinois Apex Accelerator at Wabonsi Business Development at Center. At Women's Business Development Center. Women's Business Center. I almost had it, though. Yeah. I went the whole uh, way, right? Right, 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 right. I right. almost had it. Yeah, it's yeah. that W. We love everybody at Wabonsi, <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> it's that W. Right, 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 Illinois right. Apex Accelerator yeah, at, at the Women's, Women's Biz- Business Development Center. Center. There you go. We got there in the end. Ronaldo Berdan, good morning to you. Norman Peterson says, great conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, anything that you hear in this conversation uh, is for your explicit benefit um the time is eight fifty four. uh the show ends on a positive note 
what is your message today for let's not even you know what let's just, let's let's go bigger than aurora <laughs> for the whole state yeah what's your message for illinois my message for illinois is that we live in a fantastic state and i don't care what the media says all of these things that the negative things that they talk about our various cities and throughout the it's it's not true or or it is we are an amazing state when it comes to entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. We have some of the most successful businesses. We have some of the most committed entrepreneurs. We have some of the best networking opportunities. And we have so much um, access mm -hmm. to, to resources that you do not find in other states. True. Okay. And so if you are interested in entrepreneurship in any way, you know, I want you to reach out to the Women's Business Development Center, your local Apex Accelerator, or any of the other resources. Some of the universities have resources. Uh, you know, so there's other things that you can do to move yourself from where you, your idea, if it's just an idea right now, to actually doing your business plan and getting your business off the ground. Or if you are in business right now and you want to elevate yourself to the next level, maybe with government contracting, then reach out to those resources that are available to you. We are a resource-rich state, and we want you to get these contracts. So I want you to, to think about it. If you need an idea, if you need a strategy, reach out to us. We're happy to help you. But go for it. That's, what, that's my message. Go for it. Oh, my. Y'all, boy, I got chills on my spine right now, y'all. I got chills. I got chills. Um. Go for it. Right. That's a good message. That's a good message. Uh, and you mentioned Malcolm X College, where the event's going to be taking place recently. They July have, 13th. July 13th. They have great resources there yes. at Malcolm X College. They are from their, from their legal resources to just community resource, all kinds are at Malcolm X College. So uh, that's good information. Right. Very good information. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you guys enjoyed this fantastic conversation like we did a lot of information uh, for your benefit, yourself, your business, and your family uh, with our friends of the Illinois Apex Accelerator at the Women's Business Development Center. All right. Come on. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Right. Can y'all keep can... Yeah, we'll get there in the end. Um, this has been a fantastic conversation with Donna Beasley. Uh, the information for the center and other resources for you guys will be in the description of this video and then we'll type it up later for you guys when uh when apex has anything else to share with us too we'll definitely make those posts for you guys on our facebook instagram twitter and what have you i want you all to go for it and heather rainey just says good morning this is a great resource uh this is great resourceful information thank you so much absolutely to the Rainies, absolutely. You guys are the people who should be benefiting from it. All, so many people of our listeners, mm -hmm. so many of our listeners rather have uh, our businesses, have their own businesses going on. Take advantage of it. Be blessed. Take care of yourself and each other.